Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. I tell you, I want to go back to that 82nd Psalm that we've been working through. And we've actually read the first... Uh, Four verses. I want to reread those again, maybe think a little more about verses three and four. We may actually go another verse or two further, but I hope you're spending a little time in this because what we see here is absolutely profound. Verse one says this A Psalm of Asaph. God takes his stand in his own congregation, he judges in the midst of the rulers. Now, that's what the New American Standard says. And, you know, normally I'm reading from the New American Standard. But today I want to better go back and do the ESV because it gives us the phraseology that I'm really grabbing a hold of. God has taken his place in the divine council. Remember that? Which is his own congregation. But the New American Standard, that makes it a little vague there. But God's taken his place in the divine council. In the midst of the gods, he holds judgment. So God is in the midst of the other gods, the other Elohim, and he's holding judgment. He is judging them. Here's what he says in verse 2. How long will you judge unjustly and show partiality to the wicked? So we saw that in the previous episode, that this is what they were doing, that they were judging, but they were judging unjustly. And how were they judging unjustly? Justly, They're showing favoritism. They're showing partiality to the wicked. I think God calls upon them to, uh, and the psalmist calls upon them to reflect upon this. Selah. Verse 3 says this. Give justice to the weak and the fatherless. Maintain the right of the afflicted and the destitute. So what we're going to have here in verses 3 and 4, which we've read already, but we're going to spend a little more time here, is just directed commandments about what they should be doing. And they haven't been doing because when they're showing partiality to the wicked, they're not doing these things. So he tells him, give justice to the weak. And uh, the New American Standard says vindicate. The idea is to judge right, uh, righteously, to govern, uh, to vindicate those who are weak. And weak means exactly what you think weak would mean, okay? is those that are lowly, that are weak. Cares the idea of being depressed down, of poor, of thin, Okay, and when he says give justice to the weak and the fatherless, fatherless, that's just flat out orphan. And he says you need to be given justice. You need to vindicate these. The King James actually gives us some great insight into it. It says defend the poor and fatherless. So these four translations, King James, New American Standard, English Standard, and the Lexham say this. Defend the poor and the fatherless. Vindicate the weak and the fatherless. Give justice to the weak and the fatherless. Judge on behalf of the helpless and the orphan. So this is a great example of why it's good to have and to check several different uh, translation versions of the language that you're looking into. Most of us use English, right? Because each one of them has a little nuance right here, which is quite helpful. But then he carries on in verse 3. He says, maintain the right of the afflicted and the destitute. Maintain the right. Well, the King James says, do justice to the afflicted and the needy. New American Standard says, do justice to the afflicted and the destitute. So 
when ESV says maintain the right, the other two say do justice. Lexham says provide justice. So it's this idea, hey, guys, y'all are other gods here. You're supposed to be judging rightly. You're supposed to be doing certain things. Actually, they were the representatives of the Most High God, and they turned against him. He said, you need to be maintaining the right of these afflicted, okay? The right of the ones that are poor and destitute. Uh, all four translations use the term afflicted right here for that Hebrew word, and it literally means the poor, the, the, the wretched, those that have been humbled by the uh, state of affairs of life. So what does he say? Verse 3, give justice. Verse Three again, do justice, maintain what is right. Verse four continues, rescue the weak and the needy. Uh, King James says, deliver the poor and the needy. The other three say, rescue the helpless and the needy or the weak and the needy. It's the same thing. Those that are poor, that are downtrodden, they were to be rescuing them. But what were they doing instead? <coughs> Remember verse two? They were showing partiality to the wicked. And what would the wicked have been doing? The wicked would be the ones that are actually putting them in bonds to where they needed to be rescued, that were oppressing them. Then the last part of verse 4, he says, Deliver them from the hand of the wicked. Well, there you go. It wraps up what he's saying about the second verse. He's saying the wicked is the one that is bringing forth the situation where they need justice. The wicked is the one that's bringing up the scenarios where, that's bringing affliction and destitution. And he's saying rather than giving justice, rather than vindicating them, rather than judging rightly, rather than rescuing them and deliver them, that's the whole reason we're looking at this psalm. Remember, we're looking at this idea of how God will deliver us from things. The Most High God is telling his divine counsel, the other God's, that guess what? You're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. You're showing partiality to these wicked. You need to be delivering the people from the hand of the wicked. Now, I'm going to stop right there as far as the verses today, but I want you to really think upon this and go back to Psalm 82 and read these first four verses again. See what God, the Most High God, is saying to these judges. And then just think about these verses 3 and 4 right here. Are we not to be doing the same thing? <coughs> okay, We are. But too often, we do exactly the same thing. We're showing partiality to the wicked when we should be delivering people from the wicked. And particularly the Western world church is caught up in this because uh, a huge portion of the church is working hand in glove with the wicked using these terms. They're using the terms of justice. They're using the terms of defending, of vindicate of judging, of rescuing, of delivering. They're using those terms and those words, but they're working hand in love with the wickedness of man, thinking they're doing this, and they're not. The church is being played upon when they think that they're doing it. We are called to give justice to the weak and the fatherless, really in the way that man and his uh, governmental structures can't do. We are called to do justice to the afflicted and the destitute the same way. The world can't do it the same way that the body of Christ can. We're to rescue the weak and the needy, and we're to deliver them from the hand of the wicked. 
when we work hand in love in that way, we are not delivering them from the hand of the wicked. We are delivering them into the hands of the wicked. And if you just pay attention and watch what's going on. And what's so sad is that there's so many people that are very well intended. I'm not questioning their motivations. They're very well intended, but they don't realize how they're being played in relationship to this. And they don't realize how the body of Christ is being undermined by seeking to do things the way we think we should do it rather than in the way that God tells us to. Folks, we're called to deliver people from the hands of the wicked. We're not called to deliver them into the hands of the wicked. Again, I'm Dale. Thank you for your time, and I'll see you in the next episode.